In this edition of Hoopsology, Matt and Justin chat with Spurs beat writer for Ken Five out of San Antonio and the host of Locked on Spurs, Jeff Garcia. Jeff brings his great insight into how Victor Winbinayama is adjusting to his rookie year. Also, we ask if Coach Pop will remain in San Antonio and if the Spurs could turn their season around. Jeff was a great, great guest. Lots of great insight into a season that the Spurs rather forget at the same time a season that they'll always remember because this is Victor Wimbayama's rookie year. So um, stay tuned for that. For Spurs fans, really going to enjoy this chat. Hoopsology is presented by Ball's Life. And now, Jeff Garcia. He is the Spurs beat writer for KENS5 out of San Antonio, and he is the host of the Locked on Spurs podcast. We welcome Jeff Garcia onto Hoopsology. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Also, you want to add on in there as well, uh, not able to know time zones. So we're oh. going to throw that in the well. You know? <laughs> oh, no worries. <laughs> All good. Um, I struggle with it, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Me, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Again, sorry about that. Uh, no, no, no worries. Up, so, uh, but I'm just appreciative you guys are having me on. And yeah, I love to some Spurs. Absolutely. And the Spurs, I mean, you mostly covered most of the teams in the NBA since our podcast has been around, but we have mm-hmm. not gone to the Spurs. And great timing with Victor Wimbenyama. So yeah, yeah. I just want to kind of discuss with this, with Victor entering the league, what have you, before we get on to the on-the-court stuff, I'm just fascinated with his journey mm-hmm. from France to just the States itself and what you observed and heard in terms of him just adjusting to, like, American culture and just yeah. kind of just the grind of an NBA season. What have you observed about him so far? Well, as far as the American culture, there there is still the kind of the vernacular, the slang stuff that he's getting uh, used to right now. There are oftentimes during press conferences, he will ask you to repeat things and explain words. Uh, so, for example, um, this one I found a little surprising. Second unit, he didn't know what that meant. Somebody mm. asked him during the media conference, they said, oh, you know, what do you think about uh, Kelvin Johnson in that second unit? And he would stop, he'd look at you, go like, second unit, what does that mean? Uh, one of the more funnier moments was actually one night uh, post-game in the locker room, myself and other writers were there, and um, the only player they made available for the post-game was Jeremy Sohan. So we were waiting for him in, in the locker room, and Wemby was in there. So, you know, can't talk to him as much. You know, he already did his uh, main conference. So he's done for the night. So all of us are hanging out, talking. And remember, he's a, he's a teenager. Well, at that time, he was a teenager. He's now 20 years old. So at the time, he's a teenager. And all, he's getting dressed. And all he's doing is just looking at us and kind of like eavesdropping. This is where he is eavesdropping. So like a kid, he's like, what are you guys talking about? So he actually came out and hang out, hung out with us for a while. Uh, just to chat and he was still trying to learn the English language so he came to admit that one of the phrases he never learned before knew before until coming to the United States was the concept of laying low like just lay low calm down mm-hmm. lay low he said that was one that he never heard of before until he came to the United States so that gives you a little glimpse of how he is once the uniform is off the microphones are down uh, you know he just was, he'll just chat with you and everything and also too his parents were waiting for him at the time outside the locker room so you gotta remember he's still a kid you know they, yeah. they literally came to pick him up from work that's basically what they did <laughs> so um but he still hasn't he doesn't drive yet in san antonio so so he's still adjusted to the american culture and uh so you know that's that's still a thing but i mean he's he's having fun you know once once the uniform's off and the microphones are down and not being interviewed you, you know he's just still trying to learn what it is to be in a new country as far as 
on the court, I mean, my goodness, he's on a tear right now. Have you seen what he's been doing lately? 20 or more yeah. points in about five games straight on minutes restriction. He's mm. on a minutes. He's doing all that on a minutes restriction. So, you know, Spurs fans are more than thrilled about what he's doing. It's, a, it's just a shame that the Spurs collectively are just not a good team. You know, as of this recording, five games up in the win column. That's it. That's it. I'm a, I am I got to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised by this record. I did not see this coming. I think all of San Antonio didn't Us see too. this coming. We did. Yeah. At same thing. all. At all. Because on paper, it makes sense, right? You bring in the crew from last year. They got, you know, curb stomped. So they don't want to go through that again. There's some cohesion there. You would think between Trey and Keldon and Devin, Zach Collins. All you're doing is just really inserting a number one pick and that's it. And then they just, they're just coming up short. Uh, There's so many reasons why that's possibly happening, whether that's the Sohan experiment at PG point guard that threw a wrench Spurs have been dealing with the injury bug of late. You know, Devin Vassell was out for a while. Obviously, Wembeyama's been on a minutes restriction. You know, could that be the reason why, you know, lineups have been changing left and right? Now, Keldon Johnson's off the bench. when He is the highest paid six-man on the Spurs roster right now. So, and the youth is still an issue. This It's still an issue. You're seeing these kids still make some ill-advised decisions on the court, taking bad shots. You know, the, the number one thing that's baffled me so far outside of the record is on the court is why it took until a little over 30 games for the guys to realize they have a seven foot five guy on the roster. You just feed him. I, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Yeah. Go back and look at some of those early games from the San Antonio Spurs this season. And you could see Blake Wesley passing up Wimby, Kelton Johnson passing up Wimby, Sohan passing up Wimby. And you're like, guys, he's right there. Um, so there's just been a lot of missteps and th- th- that's been leading to their, uh, the, to what you've seen right now, record wise, there's a part of me and I, I don't want to fall into the trap of thinking they've turned the corner because they have lost the last two games, but they're not getting busted in the mouth and, you know, and, and laying on the ground and to die. Basically they're, they're fighting back. Um, everybody saw that Milwaukee game uh, in San Antonio I mean that. I mean that. That was probably the best game so far I've been to in San Antonio. I mean that game was electric from beginning to end. Usually I leave about four minutes before the end of the fourth so I can get ready to the meeting room and do what I got to do. I waited till about thirty seconds. That's how great it was. I was like, hey, I can, I can, I can run, I can dash there in thirty seconds. I know I can. That's how I was. And um, but you're you're seeing them, you know, starting maybe to get it a little bit. And I don't want to jump the gun yet because I fell for this trap earlier in the season when they went out to Phoenix and beat Phoenix two twice in a row in their gym. My thought was, oh, my God, they turned the corner already. We're way ahead of schedule. And then 18 games, uh, losing streak. So I'm a little cautious right now. I want to see how they play again. I don't know when you're releasing this, but how they play against Detroit. Uh, They better not lose that game to Detroit. (laughs) You know, how they play against Chicago and then Charlotte and Boston, this has been the easiest stretch of games the Spurs have. On Again, on paper, they should be getting some wins soon. The only, the only hiccup is that Boston game. So we'll see how they look. But if we're looking at signs of progress so far, so good in recent games, they're not getting destroyed. They're winning the third quarter. They're they're not you know, falling back on their heels. They're fighting back uh, to rally. So 
progress. I mean, at, at this point of the season, guys, the bar is low. I'll take anything right now <laughs> to put a smile on my face covering this team. So I want to ask with Victor, he was, I'm sure he's been used to international play and just winning. So there's just the polar opposite of that oh, is yeah. what has, has that taken a toll on him oh, yes. or is he just been patient or what, how has he been feeling regarding that? He is being patient, you know, um, but as far as a toll of the losses mounting up, it is, there are times where it's visible. Um, I guess the Biggest example right now is somebody on social media was, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this, but if y'all did it, this is also for your viewers. Somebody on social media was at the Spurs-Cavs game, and as Victor was exiting out the tunnel, he screamed at the top of his, young, uh, his lungs the F word. So hmm. uh, it, it, they're starting to mount up. Um, it's starting to get to him. The, I mean, everybody heard about him self-checking in You know, at this point. you know He self-checks himself in. And by the way, Popovich said that he's glad he did that, but Devin Vassell said he would never do that, dare do that on a Popovich-led team. <laughs> but you, you, you're you, starting to see a little frustration. He did openly admit that the minutes restriction is bothering him. He did openly admit that him not winning the NBA Rookie of the Month twice now is, is, is motivating him. And he put out a warning to everybody saying, once the minutes restriction is lifted, it's game on. So we'll see. We'll see if it's going to be game on. Um, at this point of the season, guys, the Spurs season is pretty much done. It's cooked. And they ain't going to make the play-in tournament. It, it's done. So you you just want to see growth from Wimby, from, from the peripheral players. And we talked about this on Lockdown Spurs when, uh, a couple, couple weeks back was if phase one of the rebuild was winning the lottery and getting yourself Wimby, okay, check that off the box. The Spurs could possibly be in phase two of the rebuild, and that being – all right, guys, you're, if your name's not Wimby, you guys are auditioning for the season moving forward and then next season and the year is coming up. So who fits best with him? And the, I, there's a positive argument to that of, of, of where they are in the rebuild is, okay, let's look at the current roster. Who can we stick around with this guy building forward? So, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely different than what it was covering the uh, Big Three era, a little bit of the Kawhi era. Uh, so, um, you know, a lot of these Spurs fans, the, the, this generation of Spurs fans grew up with decades of excellence and you're seeing them now go through their first rebuild and they're not used to it. So yeah, yeah. So Spurs fans are visibly upset about what's going on. I think in some ways though, you know, it, good signs there that it does bother Wemby so much. Just mm -hmm. obviously you don't want things to, <laughs> to tip so far in mm -hmm. that direction that it sours him on, on the franchise as a whole, of course. Um, one, you brought up coach Popovich and mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of one of the factors of all of this that kind of sort of adds salt to the wound is that you have, arguably the greatest coach the three of us have ever seen have ever watched coach you know mm -hmm. he's, he's certainly at least in that right. argument what what is happening there and how how much i mean you have this legendary coach but these records how much patience is there for popovich um yeah you know, in looking at a five and 30 record at the time of yeah. recording, this is unexpected as, as you just went through yeah. so eloquently for us, what are fans kind of thinking uh, about all this? I mean, you have yeah. also some highlight moments of like yeah. coach pop, you know, 
uh, chastising the crowd for mm-hmm. <laughs> booing at Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard yeah. several weeks ago. Several instances there. How are things with that? Yeah, it's not good. Uh, a lot of Spurs fans are already asking for, that it's time for him to step aside. Mm. Um, if you look at recent C Spurs seasons, technically he's not been into postseason five years straight. If you go yeah. from the the last postseason performance, so take away that that season from that moving on to this season, he has a well below five hundred record. So there's a lot of Spurs fans that kind of see this kind of, of like what the Dallas Cowboys went through of letting go Tom Landry in mm. uh, during the early uh, the the late, early eighties, late seventies, and bringing yeah. in um, you know Jimmy Johnson, new fresh new blood. They they kind of draw a parallel to that uh, you, you know and needless to say Spurs fans do have pitchforks out and fires and everything like he needs to go I mean that's the state of the Spurs fan base when it comes to coach pop they many just feel that his time has come and gone that um, they want to see new blood in there and they add fuel to the fire is the fact that the Spurs had good head coaching potential on their rat on their staff from Will Hardy to Ime Udoka to Monty Williams, uh, to Becky Hammond, uh, to to many others, and just to see those those names slip out uh, because Pop, you know, feels he can still keep on going. So that's just adding more to the Spurs fan base frustration. It was like we had these guys, we had these people here. There would have been a smooth transition, and but here we are. It, you know, it, to me, I think that is going to be one of the biggest pieces of this current rebuild is who steps in after Pop exits. Because I don't see the Spurs getting out of their, technically a rebuild for another maybe two years, I think. Maybe two years. I think they're going to be the path of the Orlando Magic. You know, you know they win the number one pick, Boncaro, and then they start building around that. Oh, they, they get Mo Wagner. Great, you know. And then they start building pieces around that, you know, very similar to OKC. So I think that's going to be a really big assignment for the team is, who steps in for Pop once he's done? Because he can't be coaching Wimby for his entire Wimby's entire career. It ain't gonna happen. True. So that to me is gonna be a very interesting question and, and uh, bridged across once the team gets there. With that being said, we have the trade deadline approaching, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're covering this a lot on your show oh, yeah. and thinking about this a lot. Uh, do you expect the Spurs to have mm-hmm. any potential to be active during the trade deadline? And yes, if, if so, what yeah, are they looking at? I think there is potential, but will the Spurs act on it? I don't know. And mm. here's why I say I don't know because, okay, I'll break that up. I say potential. Because so they have the potential to do it because of the war chest of picks they got. And yes, flippable players that are not named Wimby. And also a lot of cash on hand. They have one of the highest, uh, you know, well, one of the most amount of financial cap space in the league. So the potential is them to make a big move. But the point is, are they going to do it just to do it? And because they mm. got to, I, I actually anticipate them to be active in the off season. I think mm. there you'll see the Spurs. Because why make a major move now? What are you going to play for at this point? The season is done. Right now, Spurs fans are just trying to get through the 82 games and, you know, call it a day. That, that's where they're at. Now, I'm there too. It's funny you bring this up, Matt, because I tell people that know that I cover the Spurs. They'll say, oh, my God, look, look, they're in it. They're in the first quarter. They're in the first quarter. Oh, look, they're winning at halftime. I'm like, just give it time. Just give it time. <laughs> the real game starts after <laughs> halftime. 
<laughs> you know, then we'll see, you know, if they got the the goods to make a to make a run. And it's not that I am jaded, but it's just it's been rinse and repeat now. I mean, it's rinse and repeat. There's sometimes, guys, I go to the conference rooms, post games. I'm like, I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to ask anymore because it's just rinse, repeat. It's mm-hmm. competitive first half, destruction in the second half. Uh, competitive first half, uh, you know, stupid mistakes down the road. Uh, it's it's competitive first half, and they get clobbered in the third quarter, game over. So you know, there's only some. I mean, he's gotten to pop to a point where pop just comes in now and just says a blanket statement. He, he'll literally say, "Because I know what you guys are gonna ask, so I'll ask it. I'll answer it right now." So and so played well. We're getting better incremental growth, and he'll leave. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, it, it's just kind of rinse and repeat. Now, you know, I, I cushion, I pigeonhole that because of the last two games, there's seemingly something there now. You know, maybe they didn't turn the curve. Maybe they just, uh, you know, took a, took their first step in the right direction. So we'll see. But circling back to your Popovich question is. Um, no, I, I think, you know, he's going to be, what, 70? Is going to be 76, 77 in wow. just a few weeks? Wow. I believe, mm. I, don't, I don't know if some of you guys have that information. Sorry about that. but Yeah, I can look it up. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so there's something, something's got to give. You know, and look, I, it's going to be bittersweet the day he says adios. You know, I'm yeah. calling it a day. 75 at the end 75. of 75, thank you, thank you. 75, yeah. So. yeah. So, um, but it needs to be done. In my opinion, I wish they would have done it sooner than later, especially after, you know, where the direction they're going for the rebuild. But yeah, it makes sense. I don't think anybody in that franchise is going to tell them bye bye. I don't think ownership is going to say, you know, you got to go. Yeah, understandable. And I I wonder if the Spurs look at, because, you know, what you described with how the games are going for the Spurs Mm -hmm. reminds me of the last two seasons for cross day rivals, the Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. you know, very much the case, like fourth mm-hmm. quarter turnovers would always yeah. kind of end yeah. them. Do you think they're looking at the veterans that the Rockets mm-hmm. brought in? And is that something that you're mm-hmm. thinking when you mention off season moves yeah. for the Spurs? Yeah. Yeah. I think we want to, yeah, we want to triage it. I think number one's got to be a point guard. No knock on Trey Jones. I think I, I'm a big fan of Trey Jones. I, I love his game. I, you know, very good guy to talk to. You know, during New Year's Eve game, he and I walked out of the uh, 18th, uh, sorry, the Frost Center, talking about fireworks and his kid. You know, so it's he's a very nice guy and he's a very good point guard. But I still think they need to get a better point guard. Um, I think that's uh, goal number one in the offseason. Goal number two is adding veterans. And what's frustrating is the Spurs did have a couple of veterans that I think could have made a difference on this roster. They had Reggie Bullock and they mm-hmm. had a uh, campaign. Now campaign pretty much didn't, you know, he all but said he didn't want to be in San Antonio after that mm-hmm. trade went down. So I think they may have behind closed doors said, okay, bye, wave you. But, you know, I think a guy like a Reggie Bullock could have brought some little bit of a grit to this team, a little bit more, you know, just toughness to this team. I think they do need it. So I think getting veteran presence is going to be a big wish list. And then number three is preparing for the draft. I mean, here we go again. You know, the Spurs could be battling for the number one pick all over again. Now, it's not a sexy draft coming up. There's no big names, a lot of good players, but no – open eyes wide and you got to get this guy a uh, player. 
so they're going to be looking at that. So, and, but, you know, I, I really believe this roster is going to look very different next year. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate the time. Can let our audience know where they can find you on social media, um, your sure. podcast, and anything else you're working on as well. Yeah, I'm the Kens 5 San Antonio uh, Spurs beat writer. So I pretty much, you know, just all day Spurs for them. Uh, it's a local TV station out in San Antonio. And also, as you mentioned, the host of the Locked on Spurs podcast. Uh, every day, just new um, topics to discuss. Uh, we recently talked about uh, you know, Spurs, another losing streak and trying to predict when it'll end, you know, better end against Detroit Spurs, <laughs> better end against Detroit. <laughs> right. So, um, we'll, we'll, we're, we're talking about that and, uh, we're going to have a fun show. Um, probably, well, again, I think for tomorrow or tonight, whenever this airs, but, uh, we're going to have a, um, uh, an AP writer for the Spurs. Well, not for the Spurs, but for the, for the San Antonio, excuse me, uh, coming on, um, He's old enough to be at the Spurs' very first home game in San Antonio back in 1978. Wow. So he's going to oh, come cool. on and talk about what it was like, the atmosphere. So uh, look forward to that. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, you know, pretty, pretty much pick a platform. We're there, locked on Spurs. Awesome. Thanks very much, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Hoopsology, presented by Boss Life. If you have comments or questions about this episode, please email hoopsologypod at gmail.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on all social media platforms.